there's another thing I'd like to get to as well, right? Which is splits, because I I tend to think that um you know the the, the Tory party we is known to be very united, um sort of comparatively generally united enough to do what it needs to do, uh and then has enough authority in it that it can manage what it needs to manage, and then it can externalize its contra- its contradictions by lurching to the right, which it's perfectly comfortable with, right? And so I think it's always the more interesting question is where the, some of the weaknesses are, right? So this is something that, this is a quote from um, a hedge fund billionaire who gives lots and lots of money to the Tories. He's given them um, more than 3 million pounds uh, in the past. And this is his assessment of the party generally. Uh, now, he donated to Badenoch, so he's not someone who's totally disillusioned with the entire thing. He does think that there is a direction here that's worth going in. But hmm. if you sort of leave that to one side for a second, I think given that sort of the main constituency of the party is uh, city is 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 sort of city finance capital. Yeah, who's, who's, that, whose yeah. thing is that they want to make money and they don't care about toilets, right? And but, but uh, whose who's main thing is their city finance capital is the main um, uh, 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 constituency. That sort of thing that the last sort of several years has been it's not been a split between people of different meaningful political tendencies because most of these things aren't really that democratic anyway, but a split in capital and what the Tory party is going to support. This is what John Armitage has said. He says, in the Westminster bubble, most MPs and commentators don't realize what deep shit the conservatives are in. People in the country are fed up with a regime that tolerated a dishonorable prime minister, that Brexit has actually happened, the debate has moved on to doing something about it and making it good. And and I think people are fed up with what you call boosterism, or you call it policy by press release where nothing actually happens. And I think that third point is the one that I that I come to most um, closely, that I think is most interesting, because for a long time, there were enough ideas in the Tufton Street world to kind of just keep moving, to keep doing things for finance capital whilst uh, the Tories were busy keeping labor out, which is the main thing they do for them. Um, And it seems to me, right, that all they have really left that they know how to do is boosterism. I don't understand anyone who really has an understanding of what else that even even someone like Rishi, who has been one of these top jobs, his main pitch is I'm going to run the economy like Thatcher. But that's just more boosterism because Thatcher because the way Thatcher ran the economy was privatizing things, selling things off, and giving away what I could probably refer to as other people's money. Hmm. Um, and I, I just don't understand. I think where they can go from boosterism when at this point their key constituency is saying we need something we, we love that you love us we think it's great that you think we're great um and yes we all love britain and a flag and everything um but what else do you have for me what have you done for me lately yeah that is a big problem because you gotta think that even the you know the the archetypal golf uh, golf club gammon types these are the you know they're going to be feeling the pinch when it comes to the cost of living crisis and of course, the pensioners that disproportionately vote conservative, when the next round of energy bills hit, when the price cap lifts, that's going to be you know horrifying for for a lot of them. What is Sunak done? Well, Sunak likes to boast about how he's given the poorest households twelve hundred pounds. He likes to talk about the four hundred quid he's given to everyone and the council tax rebate as well. But is that really going to cut the mustard in the base? I don't think so. I think the the base is suffering from severe disillusionment. And when it comes to the next general election, I don't think that base, some of the base will obviously will stick to the Conservatives come what may, but I don't think a lot of them are going to convert to Labour, but they don't need to. All they need to do 
is stay at home. Stay home. And then the Tories are in massive trouble. I mean, we saw that in the local elections just gone, in, in the red wall seats, even though you know, Labour underperformed in terms of the numbers of seats that it picked up. You look at the votes in places like Wakefield, obviously, which has recently had a by-election, and all across the north, all across the West Midlands, the Labour vote seems to have largely recovered in those seats to pre-2019 levels. And if that is the case, then the Tories are, are doomed. So I think we've talked about a little bit about how there is this sense that in their current incarnation, Right, they've sort of run out of road, or the road melted a bit. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, Phil, as a sort of scholar of Toryism, the social movement, where do you think is next for them? How are they going to justif- continue to justify their existence if really all of the things they've spent sort of ages working for are now being institu- institutionalized by the other side? I think that they've got; to, they're going to have to go through a period of purgatory, basically, um, because. If assuming that they lose the next general election, and of course that's not a foregone conclusion because they you know of all the boundary redrawing, voter ID, and all those sorts of things they've withdraw, they've put into trying gerrymander. Yeah, big Keir could still fuck it up. He could. It's not. It's not out with his <laughs> gift. Don't count him in yet, folks. <laughs> no, that's never count in touchdown Keir. <laughs> yeah, um, and so they've got to work out where they want to go. So. Assuming they lose the next general election, there'll be a debate in the Tory party about which way to go. And if, again, 97 to 2005 is anything to go by, a lot of the Tories think that one of the reasons they're losing is, or not doing particularly well, is because they're not conservative enough. So it's very likely that they'll double down on some sort of right-wing fundamentalism, if not in this leadership contest, certainly in the one after the general election. And that, of course, isolates them even further from uh, from the electorate, especially as their base, their, their boomer base starts dying off. And of course, because of their crisis of political reproduction, not enough property owners are being created and therefore not enough new conservative voters are being generated either. And so, mm-hmm. and then they're going to have to, a point, a, a point will come where they'll have to confront that head on. There's already plenty of conservatives, particularly younger conservatives, I'd say that no, in the 40 or under, who aren't kind of had their heads twisted by um, kind of right-wing uh, dogma, that they know that this property problem is a big issue for them and they've got to do something about it. The question is, what do they do about it? How can they appeal to people of their age when they've spent the last 12 years trashing working-age people and denying access to property? Um, there's got to be a, a complete makeover of the Conservatives and it it's got to, I think its future lies, its long-term future, if it has a long-term future, is it's got to become some sort of relatively moderate centre-right type of uh, party. If you can imagine David Cameron, but without the, you know, the blood-curdling Thatcherism, basically. Sort of Christian Yeah, Democrats. pretty much. Liberal, yeah. no, socially liberal, but soft socially liberal, but also socially liberal when it comes to economics as well, you know, soft Keynesianism. It can't go back to the privatisation of the past because there's nothing left to privatise. And I don't think Keir Starmer and the Labour Party, at least presently constituted, are going to suddenly start nationalising loads of stuff and give the Tories something that they can then later privatise. So you're suggesting that, that in fact, uh, this is a, a game of 19th dimensional chess. <laughs> <laughs> when they don't know they're we can't playing. do anything good. <laughs> I, well, I think the only thing I would say, though, is that that is, I think that 
analysis makes sense if you believe that um, we will not that the democracy will not become more managed. Um, that sort of the the rest of movement conservatism won't put its thumb on the scale for the for the political wing, if you like, um, and that you know that that the idea that politics is there to respond to needs is not going to be completely, I'd say, undone before. Um, uh, 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 it, you know, that 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 the that idea won't be completely undone, completely out the window. That elections won't be entirely spectacles. Uh, before it then has a chance to reform itself in this way. Um, and so this is, I think, where much of my skepticism is, which is that between going blue Keynesianism, which sort of only really worked in, in Germany, I think, because like, you know, Christian democracy, Christian democracy was you know a bit of a creation of America, um, which is that without an America to create British Christian democracy. President Biden, yeah. my country yeah. yearns <laughs> for martial funding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that is that I suspect if the choice is between voluntarily do blue Keynesianism with no America behind you to kind of backstop it, that the choice that instead they're going to, I would say that they're going to double down on hastening the death of the last remaining vestiges of real democracy in the country and get more conspiratorial, get yeah. worse. It's, it's yeah, possible. Sure. I mean, one of the kind of the dangers, I suppose, of the Conservatives being voted out of office is that. Extra parliamentary conservatism is something that we have to pay attention to. And as we saw in the noughties, you know, the extra parliamentary right mobilised. We had the Countryside Alliance, for instance, which caused Blair to shit himself. You had, you know, one of the largest demonstrations at that point in British history, around 250,000, 300,000 people on the streets of London protesting about fox hunting. And you had pitched battles with, you know, with uh, fox hunters against the police outside Parliament on a separate occasion. Um, as well. Um, which way can this extra parliamentary conservatism go? Well, we don't know. We, we haven't got crystal balls.